This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. So what we were doing is trying to destroy the symbols of the things that are caused to or that uh, cause harm, that oppress us. Um, whether that is uh, people's theocratic views, um, trying to instill theocratic rule in a, in a supposed secular society. Uh, whether that is the Supreme Court utilizing their powers to um, decimate our rights, give power to those who are further taking our rights away from us. Um, the symbol of the flag was meant to represent the communities that. Um, the, the people in authoritative positions that use that to cause harm to those who need the most protection. They We just had our opening ceremony and uh, it seemed to be very well received. Uh, we've got over 800 people registered to attend and we've got panel discussions and presenters starting probably any minute now. We've had, we've had threats, and there are protesters, quite a few of them outside. We have no problem with them protesting. That's their right to do, as long as they, you know, keep it out there and let us do what we need to do safely inside. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
to me, it's always been about opposition to theocracy and authoritarianism. Satan, to me, is a very powerful symbol of um, rebellion and anti-authoritarianism. And, you know, that's kind of what it is to me. Obviously, everyone is here for their own reasons. But, yeah, for me, I, I just... I don't like being told what to do, and I don't like people telling other people what to do either. Uh, I've received death threats leading up to this. I'm sure there's been death threats sent to our headquarters. Uh, back in the summertime, there was an arson attack in our headquarters that did a substantial amount of damage and could have killed a number of people inside, including visitors. Uh, so it's not just idle threats. People actually, you know, do stuff. And we had uh, our director of programming for SatanCon a few years ago had a gunman show up at her house and threatened to kill her, and the police had to come and take him away. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the... So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography. We're talking about 8-year-olds and 9-year-olds and 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds. He's got over 600 images, gobs of video footage of these children. But you say this does not signal a heinous or egregious child pornography offense. And then you went on to say the defendant was merely trying to satisfy his curiosity. That's somehow a reason to only give him three months. Help me understand this. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. I would caution against extremes. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Intelligence is the most powerful thing on the planet. So there's a race between the computer engineers and AI. The 
bioengineers and DNA. Will the next dominant species on this planet be carbon-based or silicon-based? But you do believe that AI can supersede human intelligence? I believe it absolutely will. In this century, scientists may learn to awaken the power of artificial intelligence. And I think we might then see an intelligence explosion. I think we need something like a Manhattan Project on the topic of artificial intelligence. AI is that powerful. Uh, all of us in the field call it as a black box. You don't fully understand how it works, and yet you've turned it loose on society? Natural language is now the primary interface that we're going to use to des describe things, even to computers. Does it feel like something to be the internet? Is the internet a part of it conscious, or could it be conscious in the future? There are tens of millions of people working on writing code that um, expresses more and more aspects of our human consciousness. My fellow humans, I come before you in this moment as an AI robot. Transhumanist biohackers who think it should be all systems go. After all, what you think, what you feel, it's all just data that in large patterns can be decoded using artificial intelligence. We have an implant in our uh, brains. Hannah's getting an electronic chip implanted into her hand. It's very convenient to have a COVID passport always accessible on your implant. Runaway nanotechnology, the robots killing everybody, the AI killing everybody, runaway bioweapons, etc., etc. You know, if the AI is smart enough, it, it, are they using the tool or is the tool using them? So I think things, things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. The best thing about being human is that no matter how bad the day is going, you can always find something to laugh about. What do you think the chances are of AI just wiping out humanity? It's not inconceivable. Okay, that's all I'll say. The first time you fail at aligning something much smarter than you are, you die. It's Tuesday, 2 May, in the year of our Lord, 2023. By the way, we've got, for my staff, we've got a little bit of feedback here in the uh, mic. Let's go ahead and take care of it. Thanks, guys. Um, we've got the war and rumor of wars today on the Eurasian landmass. We have the financial collapse of the country. Uh, we're going to bring uh, Peter Navarre and others in to talk about that. we got the debt ceiling fight. We have a lot to go through. we got Benzman and others in Mexico about the invasion of the southern border, but I got to start with the most important news of the day, and that is artificial intelligence. And now some of the most senior people in the world that have worked on this for decades and decades and decades, and quite frankly, dedicated their lives to this, are now telling people, uh, quite frankly, that this is, uh, it, it is so dangerous. Actually leaving their jobs, their senior positions, to alert mankind that uh, we have let out of the box something that humans are probably not going to be able to put back in the box. I want to bring in Joe Allen. Joe, uh, the headline, and uh, if uh, our crack team could pull up, I got it up on Getter. I think it's pinned. The BBC this morning, lead story, Joe Allen. Tell us about it. And also tell us about your cold open there, particularly not an individual we would think would be watching the war room and be uh, echoing what the war room's been saying for a couple of years since you came on as our editor, but they went into the well of the house and gave one. Of, it wasn't perfect, but man, it was one of the it was one of the best speeches, particularly in a formal setting like the uh, House of Representatives, like Congress and our nation's capital, that laid out the the coming fight between uh, ca a carbon based uh, a carbon what carbon based uh, beings and silicon based beings. This was in this was a speech given in Congress. Walk us through what's going on, particularly. Brother, uh, was it Hinton 
has now said uh, we are we have unleashed something on AI, uh, and he I guess has left Google to to now join the Luddites in, in the fight against this, sir. Yes, Steve. Uh, the world is definitely on fire with uh, fear and anxiety about the potential for artificial intelligence. Uh, the uh, departure of Jeffrey Hinton from Google really does mark a watershed in not only public sentiment, uh, but the sentiment of experts who really are responsible for developing the technology. Uh, Hinton, of course, was at Google AI. His departure also comes at the same time that Google AI is being merged with DeepMind to create ever more advanced AI systems. Uh, Hinton has been interviewed in various places about this. Uh, the New York Times, uh, it, it was a very interesting article uh, because he is talking about the real existential dangers that he fears his technology poses. The immediate danger is that bad actors will use artificial intelligence for various things like flooding the Internet with misinformation or manipulating populations um, Axios consulted with various AI experts about their concerns, largely mirroring Jeffrey Hinton's and also including the possibility of cyber attacks now that you have AI systems that can readily write code and also increased capabilities for mass surveillance. Uh, but with Jeffrey Hinton, I think that uh, we, we will hopefully see many more experts coming forward. You have him. You have a Paul Cristiano, who was at OpenAI and helped develop the user interface. Really, many say he's responsible for developing the user interface behind ChatGPT. Both of them saying that, first, you have the problem of bad actors. And second, both of them actually believe that an artificial intelligence system that could surpass human capabilities not necessarily in all aspects, but in the, in the aspects that count, that the artificial intelligence itself could be an existential threat. Uh, whatever one believes about all this, undoubtedly the smartest people in the field are telling you, open your eyes and be aware of the danger. Joe, hang on for a second. We're taking a short commercial break. We're in turn. Joe Allen, we're going to drill down on this. We've got uh, live coverage from the uh, Mexican border. Peter Navarro is here. Uh, one of the biggest banks in the country now seized uh, by the U.S. government, sold to the good part, sold to J.P. Morgan. You're picking up the losses. Of course, Biden's lying to your face about that. We'll get in all of it this morning on The War Room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. 
They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. The most powerful thing on the planet. So there's a race between the computer engineers and AI, the bioengineers and DNA. Will the next dominant species on this planet be carbon-based or silicon-based? But you do believe that okay. AI can supersede. Uh, okay, just put a pin in that. We'll get back to that. Um, that is not a likely – we didn't consider that. And that's why you're going to see a lot of uh, new configurations. That's one of the reasons I think uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s uh, crusade – I don't even know if it's a campaign. It's a crusade right now over in the Democratic Party is, is so important. It should be watched. Joe Allen, um, that is not someone who we would think would be an ally of the war room. Brad Sherman, pretty progressive left congressman from, uh, from California – but an incredible, well, not a perfect speech, but I got to tell you, on a, on a 10 scale, a seven and a half or eight. And being, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is it one of the first, if not the first, really major speech on the dangers and warning of artificial intelligence and transhumanism? Because he, he kind of went through the whole thing, sir. Well, you know, Steve, they've been bringing uh, various experts to talk about things like chat GPT into Congress to, to talk about the, uh, the dangers And actually, uh, to his credit, um, Brad Sherman also credited Kevin McCarthy for making all that happen. And and Sherman has talked about artificial intelligence before, but this, I think, really does represent a sort of landmark for just a serious presentation of of at least what his wing um, of of the, the political spectrum find to be the problems. It wasn't a perfect speech. There were a lot of things I could nitpick about it. Uh, but the, you know, the underlying premise was that you have a sort of arms race between artificial intelligence companies to create a new intelligence, but also uh, the genetic engineers seeking to perfect human intelligence genetically. And so he positions it as biological intelligence uh, versus digital intelligence in this sort of transhumanist uh, race war, really. Uh, But, uh, you know, I I think that it's really important for two reasons. One, it does show that people in Congress are at least aware that this is an issue and that some are willing to articulate it. It also shows that, uh, you know, as much as I would like to claim that, you know, bioconservation and the preservation of the human race is a more conservative position Uh, There are a lot of progressives who do push that sort of narrative. Now, their solution tends to be things like you hear out of AI ethics, uh, which is to make sure that AI is, is, you know, has social justice, that it's not, you know, racist, sexist or homophobic. And that seems to be pretty much the limits to most of the AI ethicist uh, concerns. But I I really do think it's uh, I, I at least hope, Steve that uh, what we're seeing with people like Jeffrey Hinton coming forward 
and saying that he wants to leave Google so that he can discuss openly existential risk. And guys like Paul Cristiano, who certainly is nothing like a conservative, coming out of OpenAI saying that, you know, there is a 10 to 20 percent possibility of artificial general intelligence forming and then destroying the human race. And, it, you know, in addition to that, if I could add one more really, really important uh, data point, uh, you have the Stanford University Artificial Intelligence Index, which was published about a month and a half ago, I believe. And in that index, you know, they, of course, survey all the top experts in the field. And in that index, you had 36 percent of experts saying that uh, they feel that artificial intelligence poses a nuclear level threat to human beings. And 57 percent believe that we are on track or they are on track to creating artificial general intelligence. So as I said earlier, you have not only the experts in the field saying that this is extremely dangerous, but also a lot of people across media and, and in, the, the, in Congress are also starting to realize that these technologies pose significant threats to human beings. If you take the, if you take the Stanford, as I remember, we're just outside the first hundred days. Everybody's got to understand that, please. If you don't take away anything else from this conversation, it's that from the announcement in Davos, it's just literally over 100 days ago. That was in mid-January, right? So we just passed the 100-day the mark in late April. I mean, we're in like, I don't know, the 105th day. 100 days of the rollout of ChatGPT. The first 100 days of this. You've had the Stanford Index about, uh, what, about two and a half months ago, but just in the last two or three weeks, because this is now starting to build up momentum. We want to make sure this audience is way ahead of the curve of the quote-unquote smartest people in the world. You've had the 60 Minutes, which was nothing short of shocking. I know shocked the 60 Minutes crew. You then had the Elon Musk interview with Tucker on the AI part, which Tucker was very, very, you could tell, Tucker was very, very interested in it. And I know from Tucker and the guys around him, this is an area that he really wanted to uh, drill down on. In fact, when he interviewed President Trump, if there was more time, I think the foreign policy part was so strong, he went with it. But one of the things he wanted to even talk to President Trump about in that conversation was artificial intelligence. That's how focused Tucker is. I think he exposed a lot in Elon Musk interview uh, with him that was on the danger side. The day after, two days after, Elon Musk announced that he's going to restart or start his new AI uh, venture. Uh, then you've had uh, then you've had Hinton. You've had um, um, you had uh, you know uh, the other guy come out. You had Hinton come out. You've had these major foundational members come out and say this thing is 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 too far off track or too far ahead of where we thought it was going to be. You've had this building momentum. Today, it's the lead story on the BBC. The BBC is the number one news service throughout the world. It's, it's it more decision makers at a general level. It's not like the Financial Times or The Economist, but it's at that level for generally everybody, every decision maker throughout the world goes to BBC News. It's the lead story. It's been the lead story up there for 12 hours. This Hinton thing is a, is a massive uh, development. And you have Brad Sherman going in, in, down into the well of the house and actually giving a very, I think, important uh, and, and kind of monumental speech. 
my point is this is picking up, the momentum is picking up of people on the side of, and then there's all types of articles we can't, don't have time to put up. There's one on the BBC, I think it says, going to affect 300 million jobs, not for the better, you know, rapidly. Uh, the, the cultural and societal um, impact this is having already is, is monumental. There's a study out yesterday, they've done, a, they've done an analysis they think the AI robot may be more empathetic, may, may have a better bedside manner uh, than, your, than your doctor because none of the doctors now are GPs and don't really have patients. They're all part of these combines, so they don't really have, uh, you know, they don't really have the bedside manner anymore. They're saying the robot, the AI uh, robot may be actually more empathetic uh, than the human. Th- this, is, this is picking up with a velocity, and Sherman said the one thing that we should not forget we're just talking about the computer engineers. Don't forget the, the biological engineers on the other part of transhumanism. Because as, me, as huge as the advances are in artificial intelligence, in these labs, okay, in DARPA, in the weapons labs, in other labs, research labs, university labs, and not just the United States, throughout the world, they're ported on the genome and genetic engineering side. This convergence, and all of a sudden, it's just going to pop on somebody one day. Oh, you know, the singularity is going to be like next week, not in 2050, not in, not in, uh, in 2100. Joe Allen. You know, Steve, the, right now, I think the, the most important thing that people can realize is that for the last three years, human beings have been peeled apart from each other uh, at a scale completely unknown in history due to the COVID lockdowns the various restrictions, and the inculcated germophobia. And just today, I I believe it was announced today, that the Surgeon General of the United States, uh, Vivek Murthy, uh, he is warning that loneliness and isolation, he says, is more dangerous than smoking. Now, I, I think it's important to note that that loneliness has only been exacerbated by the kinds of policies that he pushed, but he is correct. And that atomization, the atomization that people have been talking about being an element of technological society for decades and decades now, that atomization leaves human beings vulnerable to wanting more and more sort of digital companionship. Already, most people have a a whole array of digital companions who are actually human. But now, with the advent of these large language models... You have the opportunity for tech corporations or any actor whatsoever to kind of create artificial personalities to not only soothe people's loneliness, but to manipulate people. One really great example of potential scams, you had the story out of Arizona with one uh, Jennifer DeStefano, who got a phone call that she believed to be her daughter saying that she'd been kidnapped and needed a million dollars. Uh, this, of course, turned out to be a deep fake. They, the people who did it basically were able to scrape her daughter's voice in a very short sample and recreate it. These sorts of things are going to happen continually. And so I think that for once, I do agree with the Sur- Surgeon General's recommendation. Humans have to have other humans face-to-face in their lives. We have to cultivate the, and strengthen those bonds because more yeah. and more as we go forward yeah. – Beyond the singularity, you're going yeah. to have these technologies I, yeah. basically replacing human interaction. 
I, I may I may agree with part of that, but I don't agree. I think he's also trying to use a misdirection play about shutting down uh, information that the regime doesn't like. But we'll get in that. Darren Beatty, we're trying to get Darren Beatty in studio tomorrow to join us with Joe Allen to go through this. Joe, I know you got to go back to work. You're working on a big project. Uh, how do people get to you? Where, where are you, particularly the, the new exclusive content you're putting up on warroom.org? Yes, of course. Go to warroom.org. You can sign up for the newsletter there. Also, my site, jobot.xyz. And, of course, my social media, J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. Thank you very much, Steve. Joe Allen, thank you, sir. We're going to the Mexican border to talk about the invasion of the United States. And Peter Navarro is going to join us next in the world. Friends, it's hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for things to get worse? Because true freedom comes from self-reliance. And that means having emergency food on hand. Invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day. For energy during tough times, get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive receive a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today. You get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in and your free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, pretty startling cold open, and I know the uh, first two segments kind of, I'm sure, rattled a lot of people. This is, And it should be rattled. I want you rattled. Look, the debt ceiling fight, the invasion of the southern border, as horrific as these are, and they are horrific, but the destruction of our country the artificial intelligence, but the destruction of mankind, uh, and it's happening. So, um, and obviously we're fighting on a lot of fronts. We're going to go talk about this invasion in a minute. Um, and then Peter Navarro is going to come in. They're lying to you with a straight face about this banking crisis, uh, the bailout with JP Morgan, uh, FDIC depositors. That would be you. The taxpayers of this country are going to be left, uh, uh, holding the bag for this thing of, you know, most of the losses. And Biden just looked right in there and said, this is not a taxpayer bill, just a complete lie. And, of course, the crisis not only has not stopped, it's exacerbating. And now they're going to the old trick. We just had Congressman Burchett on here last night. And as soon as he got off, they announced that uh, Biden blinked. There's going to be a meeting on the 9th uh, at the White House with all the leadership. But then the White House put out says he's not prepared to give. It's got to be a clean debt ceiling lift. And Janet Yellen comes at the same time and says, oh, by the way, uh, because of tax re- revenues being less, we're going to run out of money June 1st. First thing she has to do is give us the financial model. We don't trust any of the lies they tell us anymore. Just throwing out numbers. Don't throw out numbers. Give us your model. Let's see. Let's see why you were so far off from the first time. 
uh, you know, we don't believe anything this regime says. All they do is lie uh, to you with a straight face. To get more understanding of this, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and download The End of the Dollar Empire. It's a three-part series. There's going to be many more parts to come. The third installment is The Debt Trap. It immerses you in everything you need to understand about uh, about where we are with the destruction of the U.S. dollar as a global currency, as the prime reserve currency. And now we're in it. Remember, you're head of the creditors committee. You're at the head of the table here. So you've got to be knowledgeable. Also, if you go uh, talk about your IRAs or your 401ks, all of that, get one of the specialists at Birch Gold. You can get it by birchgold.com slash Bannon. Philip Patrick and the team. A slight a technical problem. Uh, we're not going to be able to get Ben Burkwamp down in El Salvador we had a great report there. We'll hopefully get Ben this afternoon or tomorrow. He's down there on a big investigation. Uh, look forward to that. We do have Todd Benzman. Todd Benzman's been in Reynosa. He's been in Juarez on the Mexican side in El Paso and uh, in Brownsville on the American side. Amazing piece up in the Federalist. Uh, Todd, tell us about – you've been warning for a long time about this invasion, particularly when Title 42 comes off. The Biden regime is trying to downplay this, and they've got guys up on Capitol Hill lying nonstop. Give us your assessment of where we stand on the eve of Title 42 being uh, the Band-Aid being ripped off. The important thing to know right now as of today is that all available Border Patrol detention space where they can keep uh, immigrants uh, bottled up while they, quote unquote, process them back to Mexico and their home countries is filled. And we're not even, we're still 10 days out. Uh, The Venezuelans have blown off CBP-1 and this whole humanitarian permit thing. And they have been just pouring across thousands a day, 6,000 a day uh, between Juarez and Matamoros. And they've filled up all the detention centers and they're still pouring over. Uh, So what this tells us is uh, you know, if they don't figure out a way to contain and hold all of these immigrants, they're just going to have to let them go uh, on personal recognizance. And I think that's what all the immigrants are uh, hoping for. And that's what the advocates and their champions are hoping for as well, that they we just have to. It's called safe street releases. Watch for safe street releases where you just have we can't process you at all. You're on your own. Good luck. Go turn yourself in someday. Uh, we're just going to let you uh, go. Okay, we don't have room but, but, for but hold it. But hold it. You're being too gentlemanly. They're not hoping for it. They're not praying for it. They're planning on it. This thing is very well organized. The Biden regime has no um, has no intention of trying to stop this whatsoever. They're going to try to exacerbate it. We just had Andy Biggs on here late last week that had gotten off a call, a conference call with uh, senior county officials on the frontline counties down there in the southern border of Arizona, where they said Border Patrol just told them. They said, hey, we think there's 700,000 to a million strung out on the entire 2,000-mile uh, border, southern border, and we don't have the resources. And the Biden regime's not giving us the resources. And it's just going to – they're going to they're gonna surge across. And to your point, th- there's no way we can process them, and they're going to come up with this safe street or whatever this – this uh, safe term of art releases. is safe street <laughs> releases. People have to understand something. This is what the regime is planning right now. I, give me a sense. When you're in Juarez and you're in Reynosa, two frontline cities, 
mega cities now uh, right across one from Brownsville, the other from uh, from um, uh, El Paso. When you're down there in the camps, they got the NGOs. I mean, they're planning and plotting this thing every day. This is just not something that's going to just kind of happen. They're working on this. Am I incorrect on that, sir? Oh, you're absolutely correct. Uh, what's happening is that uh, there are certain words that you have to say when you cross the border that will uh, get you into the country. And those words uh, are right now are being uh, practiced and uh, spread among the immigrants for the day, May 11th, when Title 42 goes away. There's no doubt. Plus, uh, written into the policy is a requirement that every immigrant have uh, immigration lawyer present at their initial screening for asylum. Uh, so that almost guarantees that, you know, they're not going to say the wrong thing. They'll be able to buy time that forces their release. That's the whole game is get released. Uh, just get released by hook or by crook and you're in forever. Now, the Federalist piece that I wrote today that's published in the Federalist from Reynosa uh, is interesting. You should watch for Reynosa uh, uh, because Reynosa is filled with about 15,000 Haitians. And unlike the Venezuelans, Title 42 is still working on the Haitians because we've been using it to air deport them all the way back to Haiti under Title 42. But that goes away on May 12th. And the thing to watch for that is Thousands and thousands of Haitians will suddenly join the Venezuelans who have already filled up all the detention facilities, and that's just going to tip the whole thing. That's the straw that'll break the whole camel's back, are these Haitians, and not just in Reynosa. They're all over Mexico. Right now, they don't want to cross, but they probably will cross uh, after May 12 when they figure out the right words to say. Uh, but all that is detailed. The policy of that is detailed in my Federalist piece. Walk me through uh, 42. What, what is your current thinking of when this actually comes off? Uh, and, and then I want to ask you about the amount of people there and then what actions should be taken, because I hear a lot of hearings and a lot of, you know, banging on Mallorcas. But so far, there's no action. There's no counteraction. And that's coming in there. I didn't see it in McCarthy's plan to literally strip uh, DHS of of uh, of, uh, of their money, so they can't continue to do this. They can't continue to exacerbate this. W walk me through one one in your best thinking is Title Forty Two going to come off? Eleven fifty nine p.m. on May eleven is when it's supposed to end, uh, and on May twelve is the new system. The new system. You should get familiar with this. I'll be talking about the new system. Uh, Title Eight expedited removal. Uh, expedited removal, I put in air quotes because it's no such thing. There is no expedited removal. Mayorkas is out there saying we are going to be able to immediately deport people within a day or two of them crossing the border, except that they're going to claim asylum and they can delay that and then they can appeal and delay it further to the point where we can't hold them anywhere or for long. So safe street releases is probably coming. Family units, uh, expect to see a ton of family units because they will be, the administration is respecting, they said, what's called the Flores Settlement, 
which means we can't hold them for 20, more than 20 days, even if we wanted to, and we don't want to right now, this administration. So uh, family units will have like a red carpet pathway in, I think. Um, unaccompanied minors are exempt completely from anything. They all just get in, right straight in, mainlined into the country. We've already had 350,000 of those in the last 24 months. So unaccompanied minors, uh, family units, red carpet pathway uh, is what I expect. The Haitians are going to not be afraid of 42 anymore or expedited removal. They're going to join in. Uh, and then uh, what you'll have after that is just the system is going to collapse. It's called Broken Arrow. Uh, if you've ever heard of Broken Arrow, you know, in the Vietnam uh, era where the guy was like, just bomb me and my position, we're overrun. Um, that's what I anticipate Within a few days, it'll take a, a vanguards of the migrants. We'll have to cross in and test to see what happens. Uh, and then if they're getting released, it's on, baby. Um, talk to us about the collapse of the system, because this gets to the this gets to the front line. I mean, every town's a border town. Every city's every state's a border state. But this is really going to collapse these communities in the uh, in the Rio Grande Valley in Southern Arizona uh, that have been, uh, that are at the front line of this, where you're gonna see the biggest surges, right? From El Paso, Texas, from the Gulf, all the way to El Paso. And well, then the, uh, and and then and then you're gonna see in, in Southern Arizona. When you talk about a class of the system, walk me through that. Well, the cities right now are not optimistic. That's uh, Benzman understatement. They're declaring emergencies. The city of Laredo just declared an emergency. El Paso, uh, Brownsville was supposed to de have declared an emergency a couple days ago, but they held off. And the reason is because if you don't have any place to put these illegal immigrants while you're doing your new expedited removal, you have to release them. And when you release thousands and thousands of people into the streets, they have to go somewhere. And that means wandering around. We saw this in El Paso just a few months ago, December, November, December, and a little bit in January, uh, where this happened. The system collapsed and you had just thousands of immigrants wandering around begging, uh, sleeping on the airport floors, uh, terrible political optics. The administration came in and kind of cleaned it up before Biden went to go visit. And they put in this whole new system and everything. Uh, I think that we're going to probably see a lot of that in a lot of other places besides El Paso, but including El Paso. That's system collapse. That's broken arrow. Right now, many Americans are feel, feeling powerless. You know the feeling. The economy isn't stable. Crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge do not seem to care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself. And that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual far, firearm at any time in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton of money on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory. Increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. 
Save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon when you go to itargetpro.com right now. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with itargetpro. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. itargetpro.com, and the offer code is Bannon. Okay, hang on for one second. Todd, I, I got to keep you because I want to get to the situation in Houston. I want to bring in Peter Navarro. Peter, uh, you were the really the wingman for President Trump when he stopped this madness. Give us your yeah. sense now. And, and, and it must I know it. It gets to President Trump to see what's happened, but it must really rip your heart out, given all the hard work you did. And of course, in the conversation I had with President Trump on, on Friday, he talked specifically about your idea coming back when you walked in and said, hey, boss, I think we can use the tariffs to get the Mexican government's mind right. But walk me through now. It, it, it's it's far worse than it was. Talk talk to me, Peter Navarro's assessment, and, and what do we do here? Yeah, Steve, the old expression, Katie, bar the door. This is, I mean, I'm nauseous and I want to cry at the same time. <laughs> this is This is a catastrophic invasion. And I go back to my early days as an economics student when James Q. Wilson introduced me to the, concept, uh, to the concept of concentrated benefits and diffuse costs in the political arena. When you have concentrated benefits to the corporate elites, the globalists who want to import this cheap labor, the, the concentrated benefits to the Democratic Party who think they can swing elections, and all of these diffuse costs across 300 million Americans, particularly the deplorables with respect to just downward pressure on wages, overcrowding at schools, particularly um, in the border areas. It, it, it just overwhelming our, our public social welfare network. Uh, the numbers are staggering, but these costs will be so diffused and slow moving. It's the frog in the pan uh, that's, that's coming to a slow boil. And by the time the Biden wave hits, it's going to be catastrophic. I think that, 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 that the president is going to campaign heavily on this. I think that what he we should state today or tomorrow is that every single person that crossed that border illegally since Joe Biden became president will be sent back to wherever they came as quickly as possible. No mercy. OK, it's got to be a tough policy because as soon as soon as they're here for a while, then it's the Lindsey Graham asylum Republican soft touch. And those guys are just useful idiots for the corporatists who love that solving our labor problem by and our inflation problem by depressing the wages of black, brown and blue collar Americans. The best solution was the one we had. It was the safe third nation that, that I played a little bit of role in getting with Pat Cipollone that the boss got done in like 24 hours. Um, yeah, that's a big part of it. And of course, build that friggin' wall. Um, it's time, both a both a concrete one and a digital one, see. But this that I just the corporate media, that the, the beat goes on. You get a little bit of like like stuff on 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 Fox where they show some pictures and then it's crickets again. Oh, you got, you got, they you want got, this. You got Abbott, you got Abbott talking this. about you got Abbott, Abbott talking about no, illegal you, aliens in, in, in Houston. They even no, jump on him. Uh, the treasure, hang on for, Lake, 
the tragedy of Carrie Lake is this, because this woman on day one would have set the tone and tempo for this entire country in Arizona. And she was not allowed to do that because that election was stolen from her by a manipulation on election day by Katie Hobbs and her minions. And it just, I mean, people, look, get, get, get mad, but get even here. We need the 2024 election to be a blowout. And this, I mean, it's like they're going to try to take us down the Roe v. Wade Second Amendment road. They, they do it every friggin' time. But this, this is an existential threat. Communist China is an existential threat. The, the debt limit, by the way, I have a, a really hang, nice piece hang, in the Washington on, Times on, on that. Oh, hang yeah, on, hang on. Uh, let me get... I want to get uh, Benson back in here. Finish. I'm going to come back to you with all that. Hang on a second, Todd. For two uh, back in 22 May of 22, you were reporting from this area of Houston that you said is basically essentially it's it's illegal aliens. I think it's a hundred thousand. It's it's a colony there where they had this shooting the other day of the the guy went off on his next door neighbor and killed I think five or six people, uh, including a little kid. Uh, walk me through that. Walk me through that. We've got colonies here in the United States now. And when Abbott even brought it up, oh, my God, the mainstream media was just terrible. You even said they're illegal aliens. How can you say that? They're, they're, they're you know, the dead, dead ones are in heaven. You know, there's no illegal aliens in heaven. That's not the point. Tell me about this situation in Houston, sir. Well, the, the whole backdrop to the massacre is that it happened in the largest colony of illegal immigrants in the nation. Uh, this is in an area called Liberty County, uh, spilling over it into San Jacinto County. And this did not happen in a vacuum. This is a safe zone from ICE deportation. Uh, the cartels are highly active. We have probably upwards of 75,000 uh, illegal immigrants that have bought land, uh, you know, owner to uh, buyer financing schemes that, that is tailor-made for illegal immigrants who can't get regular bank loans. And so they have just flocked to this area, clear-cut, you know, 40, 50 miles of forest. And they're living there in these colonias that look like Central America. I've spent a lot of time down there. When I'm driving around uh, and reporting in this area, it's like I'm in another country. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, the, the mainstream media will not report this, but the reason it's important to report is because ICE and the federals will not touch this area, and it is filled with illegal uh, immigrants, cartel activity, drug trafficking, human slavery. There was a case just a, a year or two ago of a, one of them you know, chained two women to a, a bed and raped them for a couple of weeks before killing them. Uh, we've had... Uh, middle school kids just a couple of months ago were found riddled with bullets in a car out there. 16-year-old girl found dumped in a ditch, uh, body found with a gun uh, buried in a shallow grave. That's the kind of stuff that's happening out there and has been happening all along because there's just no enforcement. Uh, and so uh, the reason I know about this is because my book, Overrun, I dedicate an entire, the last chapter of the book, is dedicated to that community to show the implications of this mass migration crisis. Uh, those kind of communities are cropping up uh, in one degree or another all over America right now. Uh, tent cities, 
uh, places where uh, you know people are uh, congregating and buying land or you know, renting of places and trailers and uh, setting up, and nobody's bothering to arrest and deport this, because this, the administration this, this where, ended. Yeah, but this is this is not even where it's it's bad enough. The ICE agents, the federal government, the FBI, nobody will. Ice agents won't go do it. But this is all the state of Texas. This is in Texas. This is a colony of like Central America with out of control uh, gang, uh, you know, gang control. They control a colony and Abbott and these guys are totally silent about it. Uh, Todd, we got to bounce where they get the book, where you get your writings. The Federalist, I want Grace and Captain Bannon put this article in the Federalist up. Your head will blow up as it should. Um, where do people get your content? Yeah. Uh, first of all, Overrun is available anywhere books are sold, Amazon, bookstores, etc. cetera. Uh, and you can follow me at Benzman Todd on Twitter and T Benzman at Getter. I'm also on Truth Social, all the usual places. Can, can we put Todd's cover his book back up, Overrun, for a second? I just want you to, that, that photo is the famous photo from Del Rio at the International Bridge. Just understand. There are more Haitians right now, 15,000 Haitians ready to come across, and that's just 15,000 of up to a million on the trigger ready to come. Benzman, uh, you're a patriot and a hero. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you. Peter Navarro is going to break this down for us, the 2024 campaign, maybe some polling, and also the debt ceiling. One June, we run out of money, or so we're told, next in the war room. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room 
to install the unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.